This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 128, Setting Healthy Boundaries. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. How are you doing today? Well, when I am recording this, it's a very rainy Saturday morning. I am not a huge fan of rain, but I do know that the grass needs it and the gardens need it. I just dropped off this past week my son Josh at the airport because he is heading to northern Alberta to go tree planting. And of course, in northern Alberta right now, they've been hit really hard with some forest fires. So I'm wishing the rain would go to them and help them out because that would make me feel a lot better having Josh out there. And of course, for all the people out there suffering and dealing with the fires and their homes and being evacuated, our prayers really go out to them. So I definitely am praying for rain for them. I do have to say though, that my kids are doing such cool things and I am completely envious of their lives. I texted my husband the other day, he was out of town when I dropped Josh off. And I told him that when our youngest, who's my stepson, Sam, heads off to university this fall, We're going to be all alone, true empty nesters. And I said in my text, we need to be living the kind of life I would be envious of. (laughs) So we're having some fun with ideas. What could we do to do things differently, to shake things up? If you have any ideas, then let me know. So today's episode, I think it's kind of been long overdue for me to do an episode on boundaries because it's something that comes up a lot with all my clients. And I think in general, it's something that we hear the word boundaries get tossed around a lot. You know, you hear people say, I need to set a boundary with my partner or my friend or my parent or even my child. Or we hear people talk about they cross my boundaries or they don't respect my boundaries. So what are boundaries even? What are they not? When do you need one? Why do you need them? How do you set them? How do you enforce them? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's talk first about what a boundary is. Now the dictionary, the Cambridge Dictionary definition says that the boundary is a limit of what someone considers to be an acceptable behavior. And I love Brene Brown's definition. She has a very simple one that says, it's just what's okay and what's not okay in my presence. Melissa Urban wrote a great book called The Book of Boundaries, and she defines them as clear limits you establish around the ways you allow people to engage with you so that you can keep yourself and your relationships safe and healthy. So when I'm with my clients, I like to draw a little stick figure me at the top of the page or top of my whiteboard because I always use my whiteboard with like a semicircle underneath it from one side of the whiteboard all the way to the other side of the whiteboard. And I say, I think of it like my moat or my fence. This is my property line. It is a part of the world that I take care of. And you are not allowed to cross this property line without my explicit permission. Now, using this visual where the boundary outlines what I take care of, I get to decide what happens in my world within my own boundary. Boundaries are for me, 
to set for me. I set the boundaries in order to protect myself emotionally and physically. So it's a choice I make, a decision I make about what is acceptable to me or not acceptable to me and what I will do if something around me is not acceptable. So it's up to me to make sure that my boundaries firmly drawn and it's up to me to enforce it. I create these boundaries for myself to protect me. Boundaries are the way that I can communicate what I want and to communicate how I will respond to things, what people say or do or what they don't say or don't do. Now, I think this is a good place to say what a boundary is not. You do not create boundaries as a way to control or manipulate somebody else. It's not like a sneaky way of trying to get somebody else to change. It's all about protecting you. If you haven't encountered it yet in life, other people get to behave, act, think, feel however they want. There is no boundary that you can put in place to remove somebody else's agency to think and feel and act the way they want to. Boundaries are not used to tell other people what they can or cannot do because they actually have nothing to do with the other person. It's not about somebody else's behavior. And I think that's the biggest misconception that we have. You often hear people say that they don't like what someone is doing, so they need to set a boundary, which is fine, except the boundary needs to be what you will do, not what you want the other person to do or not do. You do not create boundaries as a way to punish somebody either. They are not created just because you're trying to be mean, and they're not to be used to judge or shame anybody. They actually carry no moral value. It's not about something being right or wrong. And did you know that boundaries, they don't even have to be explained or justified. We don't have to run around saying, I have a boundary to not allow somebody to swear or hit me. And lastly, they're not for someone else to uphold or follow or protect. It is all your job. So let's talk now, when do you need a boundary? Well, you often know you need a boundary by how you feel. Like maybe you feel like being around a certain person is draining, so you end up feeling depleted. Maybe you notice that your relationship is one-sided. Maybe you feel anxious or dread being around somebody or after being with them or when you talk about certain things. Maybe you just feel constantly activated when you're around somebody. Maybe you are ignoring your own feelings just to please somebody else. Perhaps you get sucked into that drama triangle and you don't want to be. Or maybe you find yourself doing things you really don't want to do, or you may feel resentment after doing things too. Perhaps you find yourself feeling like you are having to compromise your own integrity, or you find yourself the recipient of unsolicited advice or feedback. Notice how it is not you need a boundary to stop someone from doing or saying or thinking something because the boundary is about you, protecting you, respecting you, allowing you to live in your own integrity. Now let's talk about why you need boundaries. And one reason why you need boundaries is because of one of my favorite topics, stress. Stress is manageable if you put boundaries in place and learn to manage your stressors. So let's review briefly what stressors are. Stressors are essentially the things that happen in our life. They're the events, other people, situations, they're the circumstances. Now they can be external to us like other people or traffic, but they can also be internal like our thoughts and our memories. 
Now, we can put boundaries in place to help us manage our stressors so that they don't take over. Because if we don't have boundaries, then all these things can take over. What kind of boundaries can you put in place to control stressors? Well, maybe boundaries around actual work time, maybe like not working past a certain hour or not working certain days or not working on vacation. Or maybe it's creating boundaries around how to communicate with somebody else, maybe reading, responding to calls or emails. Again, it's all about protecting you and it's about setting your limits. What are some other reasons why we need boundaries? Well, as I keep saying, it is to protect you. It can protect you from feeling unnecessary emotions. What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes I may do something that is not in line with what I want to do. And then I feel resentment. I end up feeling resentful because I was not looking out for myself. But if I enforce my boundary, then I wouldn't have to feel resentment. When we don't have boundaries, we actually can end up losing respect, like losing respect for ourselves and even losing respect for other people. We set boundaries because we want better and healthier relationships built on respect. We don't just set boundaries with people that we may want to limit contact with, which is what I think we often think about when we're setting boundaries. I'm setting boundaries so I don't have to deal with that person. No, we set boundaries with everybody. If you want to have a healthy, loving relationship, you can set boundaries. Think of our kids like we love them, but we also need to set boundaries with them. We need to allow us to both have separate identities. We also need boundaries as they can help us maintain the direction we want to go in. It can help us stay on course with what we value, how we want to live. Now, if you don't have any boundaries, sometimes what can happen is people will take advantage. They will come onto your property because you actually don't have a property line. And then we can get upset that people are not being respectful. We'll say things like they have no boundaries with us. They step all over us. They come all over our property. But the problem is we haven't put any boundaries in place and we haven't enforced them. When you don't have any boundaries, all the little things can start eating away at you. Again, as I said earlier, you can start to lose respect for yourself and it can lead you to feeling like you don't count, that you're invisible. It can really impact your view of yourself. Healthy boundaries promote self-responsibility and empowerment. If you don't have boundaries, then you will likely start experiencing challenges in your relationships. You can't really be feeling resentful towards someone without it really impacting your relationship. So you can see that boundaries are important to set for you, for your health, and for your relationships. So let's talk now about setting the boundaries. And we can divide boundaries into two parts. The first part is the request. What it is you would like to have happen or not happen in order to prevent your own physical, emotional, or mental health challenges. It's a request for what you need. And then the second part is the consequence, but it's not the consequence of what will happen to the other person, because remember, we're not trying to control anybody else. It's a consequence of what you will do to protect yourself if they do not comply with the request. And your consequence has to be something that is enforceable by you. You have to be able to do it. Now, I know that sometimes people think, well, if I'm requesting something, isn't that like trying to control somebody? And my answer is no. You can request whatever you want from whoever you want. As adults, we all have agency to do what we want. We can ask for what we want. 
But we need to understand that others also have the right to not follow through with the request. It's really when your happiness depends on them fulfilling the request where you run into problems. People can refuse. People can disagree. People cannot uphold your boundary, which is fine. It's not theirs to uphold. They are not violating your boundary if they do not uphold your request. They can't really be technically violating your boundaries because it's not really for them. The boundary is for you. All right, how do we go about setting a boundary? And I like to use a super simple three-step system, and I've adapted it from Melissa Urban in her book. She talks about red, yellow, and green light system. So there are kind of three phases or three levels of boundaries. The first phase of creating a boundary is to make a request. What is it that you need to protect? What do you need to do to take care of your own emotional, mental, and physical health? Remember, you're not trying to control anybody else. Now, you can make the request very kindly, very respectfully. You don't even have to announce, I'm in phase one of setting a boundary. Just make a request. And I think that you'll be amazed at how often this is all you need. We sometimes just don't ask for what we need. So start with the request. Now, if you make a request and basically the person just ignores it, we don't have to get too upset about it. It could be that you've been doing this dance with somebody for a while and then you requested to make a change and they didn't think that maybe you were serious or just give them the benefit of the doubt. Change is hard. Maybe they forgot. Maybe they're having a hard time with it. So if just making a request doesn't work, what is the second phase? The second thing you do is you make the request and then you state the consequence that you will do. I'm asking that blah, blah, blah. And if that does not happen, or if that does happen, then I will or will not. Because remember, it's all about you and what you will do. So it's kind of like you're just upping the ante, getting a bit more serious, making the request and then stating the consequence that you will do if the request is not met. Now, if that doesn't work, then you need to get a bit more serious. The third phase is you just do the consequence. And this is why you must be prepared to take action, to do the actual consequence. When you set a boundary, it's really important that you follow through on the consequence because failure to follow through and act accordingly sends the message that the boundary didn't really exist. Let me just give you a quick example. And it's a common example and one that I laugh at a lot with my daughter-in-laws because it's what do you do when your in-laws drop by unexpectedly? Now, luckily, we never have that problem because first of all, I wouldn't drop by unexpectedly. And second of all, our kids don't live in the same city. But if this were the case, for example, the daughter-in-law and son-in-law would say, we would like you to call before you stop by. Making a request. You can do it kindly. Just please let us know when you're stopping by because we may be in the middle of something. You don't have to announce I'm setting a boundary with you. You just have to let them know. Ask the request. Can you please call? If they don't, then you could move to phase two. The second phase would be to make the request and state the consequence. So if you don't call and you show up at our house, we may not answer the door because we're busy. And then the third step would be if they show up, you just don't answer the door. 
So obviously you see that at the beginning, you're just making the request in a very kind and gentle way. The second can be seen as being a little bit more assertive because you're stating the consequence of what you will do. And then the third is you just do the consequence. And you don't have to do it coming from a place of being mean-spirited or unkind. You're actually doing it to protect your own boundaries. There's nothing wrong with that. We all need practice setting boundaries. So be patient with yourself. And if you need help, then reach out. Because setting boundaries is something that I help a lot of clients with. I hope that you have found this helpful. I hope that you'll be able to set some healthy boundaries for yourself. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.